Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew back with you once more for another exciting episode. So today I invited on David Masano, and David Masano has a story that really intrigued me. He is a prime example of somebody who gets knocked off that horse, but gets right back on. And not once, not twice, but multiple times. Got thrown off the horse, dust himself off, and got right back on again. And I look up to this man. Um, that has been my whole life. Uh, get thrown off the horse, get right back on, get thrown off, get right back on. Um, so I really wanted to share this story with you because um, the only one big difference between David and I is that he comes from a family of 18 boys and girls. He's got 17 siblings, all from the same parents. So with that, I'm going to let him tell the story. I can't even imagine what that was like. A horse went horseback riding with an ex-girlfriend many years ago into the mountains in Pennsylvania, and I literally got thrown off a horse. So that phrase, that saying, <laughs> you, I got right back on the horse. Um, kind of a funny story, but maybe some other day. Anyway, here's the episode with David Masano. Enjoy. We'll talk to you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode. And today I have a very interesting gentleman. Wait till you hear this story. Today joining me is David Masano. Hello, David. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. David is one of 18 children or siblings, um, which just right off the top blew my mind. I, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Uh, David went from not knowing his purpose in life and uh, I guess going through uh, having 18 or 17 siblings, it, I, this I got to hear. Today, he is a fitness and nutritionist and a mindset coach, right? Yes. Yes, okay. that's perfect. David, take it from the earth. I, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, like I said, I, I started out in a family of 18, which was very, the, on top of that, we grew up poor. And on with that too, we grew up in a cult religion. So all of this like really mixed together and, there were so many gems and so many limiting beliefs that came from it. But I always try to focus on those gems that came from growing up in such a big family 
because I know lingering on those negative thoughts, lingering, lingering on those negative things that happen to us can set us down the wrong pathway. But being in such a big family, like you never had time alone. It was always, you're, you're always, you're never going to be isolated. No one will ever let you keep to yourself. You're always out there, which for that, I'm very grateful for because it taught me to be an outgoing person, how to communicate with other people, how to make friends wherever I go and how to be that shine, that shining star in any environment that I'm in. And that was one of the key things that came from being from such a big family. But we had grew up in a cult religion and the religion was more, I call it a cult because we were separated from this world and the environment of the world and this church. And basically the teachings of it was like, if you were a part of this church, you were going to go to heaven where everyone else that wasn't in the church was going to this fiery place called hell. And it was wild. Like I was, I grew up with that being instilled in my brain since the day I was, I was born in that religion. And it was a very, very small religion, only about 50 members. It's not like those farm type cults. Like you go out there and it's like these Amish people. It's not like that. It's in a small town. Um, But yeah, there was, there was a lot of limiting beliefs that were brought up in us, such as money brings sadness. Going to college was not would separate you from your family, and it's not good for you. But the key thing that they would teach us was to follow God, and everything would work out for you. And as as good as that sounds, at the age of fourteen, I started to realize like that's not true. And I started to go out, and I started to adventure, and started hearing other things, and telling my story. And I started to realize that this, the life that I was in was not normal. And I actually was a suicide attempt at the age of 14. And it was, mm. it was a crazy, cause you have the opinion of that church. And then you have your parents that totally 100% back that. And then you have some of your family members that are leaving that religion and going to experience life and coming back and saying, this isn't all that's out there. And so you have like, a pool from both sides and it at the age of 14 trying to figure out am i gonna go to hell if i don't go to this church or can i go and find my purpose and live a life full of fulfillment and it really brought me into myself and closer towards myself and at that point i had started to try doing better and that's when i started getting out into the world i had started to figure things out for myself and as i grew up I got out of the religion as soon as I could, which was at the age of 17. I chose to leave. It got to a point where my parents decided to start separating themselves from each other because of that religion. And my family started veering off everywhere. So for me, I was in such a shamble. I was only 17 at the time when they started to separate. And I just joined or I was in ninth grade and I had started at such a young age to already smoke weed and drink. And I was so young, I think I started at 16. And it was just to get away from that. I didn't want to be uh, in that chaotic state anymore. And it was just that was the way I can get away or just get away from life, you know. And at such a young age, I knew that I wanted to be successful. And I knew I had something bigger. And I had something more in me that I had to give to the world. And as I grew up, and when I was 17, I knew that I had to get rid of this stuff. I had to, if I wanted to be successful, I needed to get rid of the 
drinking and the smoking consistently, like I would, every time that I wasn't high, go roll up, you know, yeah. maybe smoke wax to get back into that situation. And it was like, I don't want to be here, you know? And that was my way of saying that. And then I was like, man, like, I know I have more in me. I want to be more. So I told myself if there's any chance that I have to become more like start doing it now. So little steps, I started doing better in school and sooner or later I got a phone call from one of my sisters and she was like, Hey, like I heard what you're going through. Like I have an opportunity for you to finish high school out here in Las Vegas and you can come stay with us. And I was like, man, that was my sign. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, yes, I'm coming. And the very next summer or I went into my junior year of high school and I chose to give up all the vices and decided to go full speed into becoming a better version of myself. And the first thing that I told myself is if I was going to give up these vices that I would need to substitute something in its place so that I, way I yep. wouldn't yep. have those cravings. And the first thing that I thought of was I always wanted to be strong. I always wanted to be fit. And I was already a very, I was always my entire life, a very athletic person, always very good at football, very good at baseball and basketball, and always the the leader of the team at every position that I played. And that was what I knew I wanted to do, but I was always a skinny kid getting bullied all the time. And I wanted that to stop. So the first thing I thought was if I want to become better, I need to have a better vision and a version of myself appearance wise. So I started weightlifting and I joined my school's weightlifting uh, team in that was the first part that just changed my life because the first day that I went into the class, we actually had a special guest. Um, he's actually the world, he's actually a world's strongest man competitor today. And he actually broke many records. His name is Nick best. And I actually shook his hand and in person, but the key thing that he had told me that changed my life forever and started my fitness journey was he started breaking down and told me, not just me, but at the time, I felt like it was just everything was being told to me. And I was standing there and he was talking about how his wife, how his dad had abused his mom and he couldn't do anything because he was just this scrawny kid and he wanted to become a big person so he could protect people. And that's exactly what he did. I think today he weighs about 300 pounds. He's doing all these massive feats of strength, such as squatting 800 pounds and things like that. But he had told me one thing and he said, if I can do it, so can you. And that changed my life forever. And I was like, uh, there's no excuse why I can't because he started from the same spot that I did. So right there, I started working out five days a week. And I went from a kid in high school, smoking weed, drinking with not so good grades to a straight A student athlete and killing it in life and being able to also work and just build a community of people that I now admired to be around. And my entire life just changed just by changing one thing. And that was nutrition and diet and being in a better mindset, such as watching what I wanted to put in my mind, who did I want to become? And I started envisioning that person every day and started trying to live that life every day. So as I started doing this more and more, I chose to go into the military later on in life, right after high school. Just going to ask you about that. Okay. Yes. So the military was that really started my fitness journey in the sense of being a coach. I went into the military 
learning or I wanted to be a badass and the Marine Corps was the best spot to go because they're the best of the best. It's not easy to go through something like that. So joining the Marine Corps, I learned so much such as structure, discipline, mindset, the mindset in the Marine Corps. It's one thing that I've realized is it's almost the exact same thing as, as fitness. When you go into the gym, you tear your muscles up so you can build back, build back bigger and stronger muscle. Whereas in the military, it's the same exact thing. But this time it's all in the mind instead of the head. Yeah, instead of the body, it's all in the mind. Mm-hmm. And now you go through these strenuous part times such as freezing cold weather, raining, doing workouts in the rain, waking yeah. up at crazy hours, being yelled at then your mentality starts getting stronger and it's just like a muscle. Your mind is a muscle. Mm -hmm. The more you work it out, the stronger it gets. And that's what the Marine Corps really brought to me is it it built me strength and mental abilities that I didn't have at the time. But I had an opportunity while I was in the Marine Corps to start learning about the stock market. And that, that was my first big idea was like, oh, like I'm making a breakthrough. I'm making a change in my life. This can be my my time to shine and build my wealth and build my legacy. When I was in the Marine Corps, I wanted my dream and my goal, even getting into the Marine Corps, was becoming a MARSOC Special Force officer. And that wasn't working out. I went to the training while I was in basic training. But as I kept progressing and I went into my uh, duty my duty station, I started to get told that like, that's not possible. You're not going to training. And I wasn't being accommodated for that type of stuff. And I had one of the best fitness scores. I had the best fitness score in my entire duty station. I was killing it in all aspects that I could. And I kept being told, no, like you can't do this. You can't do this. And I was going financially and mentally under while I was in there just giving up all my funds to come out. I was only a reserve. I wasn't active duty at the time. And I was losing a lot of funds just to go out there and serve my one weekend a month. And it just got to the point where it's was like, man, like, what is the point of this? Yeah. Like, what is the point of my life right now? And I just started like really giving up on the military and started to show that. And they noticed it. And sooner or later, they wanted to get rid of me. But at the same time, I started to get into a relationship with a mentor and a stock market exchange, learning how to do that stuff. And I became a trader and I started making a little money and I started getting excited like, oh, man, like this can be my breakthrough. Like this is how I can do it. So when I did get released from the military early, I was still so excited. I was like, man, I don't need you guys. Like, I think I found my purpose. And as soon as that happened my mentor just dropped me too. Not only did my mentor drop me, like I lost all my friends, all my friends disappeared. All my, the people that I lived with did not want to be associated with me anymore. I lost everything. And that was like, that was a breaking point for me. That was one of the hardest points. I was only 21 years old. Why do you think that happened? Man, it was, I just don't think that I was associated with a lot of people that were very backed behind the military. My my mentor actually told me, said he said that if you cannot deal with the Marine Corps and you cannot hold out long enough, then you don't have the mentality to be in the stock market. And he just disappeared. Hmm. And then I had a lot of friends that I don't think they had left me because the Marine Corps, 
Um, but more so like you didn't serve your time. Like it's not like we're not really associated with each other anymore. Not saying that all of them left. I still have a few that are still in the Marine Corps that we're still very close. And we were more so fitness friends while we were in. And I also, the people that I lived with, uh, we were also going through some things during the COVID time. And we, they had, because of what I believed in with the COVID and choosing not to get vaccinated, they decided to throw me out too. So all of this happened at once. And I got dropped from the military. I lost my where I was living. I didn't get a promotion at work. Everything just happened all at once. And it got to like a big burden. Like I was like, man, like this is crazy. So I had to move back home closer to family. And I wanted to, I just kind of went into my feelings at that point. And I gave in. Went back to a regular normal nine to five job, which I was very unhappy doing. I went back to school to get my bachelor's in finance. And I just was like, man, like, this is not what I want. Like, and I kept, this is not me. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like this is what I want to do. I don't want to be sitting at a desk and I don't want to be working a nine to five job, making money for other people while I have that expertise and I have Mm -hmm. that leadership in me. And as I kept progressing, like time went on and I had my time to sulk and sooner or later I got over it and I got, you know, it was a, it was a hard time. Like I started drinking heavily. Mm. Um, It was like, oh, like all this happened to me instead of this happened for me. As soon as I changed that mindset, things on opportunities started to pop up in my life. And that's like the key thing in my life is that when I start to change my mentality, about things that happen for me instead of to me, then I start to understand that, oh, like this is all a part of the hero's journey. This is all a part of me. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell, but it is a very relatable book for me. And it basically talks about a simple understanding of the hero's journey is where the knight leaves the castle to go sit or go get the uh, slay the dragon and get the treasure and bring it back. That's literally the basics of this story. But in essence, it's everyone is going through that same journey and you're trying to find and slay that journey. And there's a part, there's a circle graph that he actually exemplifies the whole hero's journey in. And there's a line in the middle of the, the circle and at the top is the known. And underneath that, on the other side of the line, is the unknown. And he says in the in the book that the hero's journey always starts with a call to adventure. And everyone gets called to adventure, but the second part is the refusal to the call, is the hero always tries to refuse it, and he doesn't want to do it. So he tries to go and force other things down it. But then they're sucked in to the unknown and to follow their journey, and things get dark and scary And one of the ways he kind of brings that to light is he says, he has a little quote that says, if you can see the path, then that most likely is not your path. The darkest path and the path that you can't see is your hero's journey. And I always followed that. And it's like, this is where I need to be. The part where I don't know where to go forward. The part where it's scariest. That's the exact step that I need to be taking to get to my path. And that was where it all started. I wanted to, I started reading that book and it got me back into entrepreneurship. And I started my first actual business outside of trading 
I started to uh, do car rentals. And as I became that, I did really well with. I started making money. I made enough money to leave my nine to five. I hired an assistant and we started working together and we actually did very well. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't that knowledgeable. And then things started not to work out. And then again, I started from square one again <laughs> as the business went down. And it's like, oh my goodness, like, what is this? Like, why is this happening? And again, it went to that mindset of, oh, this is happening to me. Why is this happening to me? Right. This sucks. And it's like, I started to realize, like, I want a better life. I want success. I want riches. I want wealth. But not only that, I want to be able to help people. And to be in that place, I think you have to be going through the hardest parts because somebody of that stature does not just get to go through the easiest life ever. It's hard. Though they take on the most adversity, they go through the hardest hardships. Their days are not easy. They are struggling, but they never give up. And that's why they make it. I know a lot of, I do a lot of studying on like the top 1% and how they make it. And one of the, the traits that I realized about them is all of them started exactly where I was at. Yeah. Most of them never went to college. All of them almost all lost everything. Sometimes went onto the streets. Uh, there's a guy. So his name is Eric Spofford. He was actually homeless, lost like an actual homeless guy, overdosing, cocaine addict, went from that all the way to now sold his first business for nine figures, which is over a hundred million dollars. And so zero to, to something. Yeah. And I was like, he's lower than where I was at. Why can I not make it? And there, it's like, why can I not? And then how can I get there? So I got out of that mood again, you know, it's like time to get back to it. And I, this time I decided to hire somebody and get help. So I gave up everything. I was working another nine to five job. I gave that up. I had enough funds to sustain myself for a while. And I gave it up got myself a mentor and decided to learn what he was teaching. And that mentor taught me that if I wanted to be somebody great in life, that I would have to become the person that I truly admired inside and out and become that person. And then I would give him to the world. And when you are the person that you are inside, everyone will follow you. And that was really what he brought to my, to my mind. And he taught me how to do this through fitness mindset and nutrition. And now it changed my life, not only physically, but mentally to the point where now I'm teaching people, changing their lives. And it's now, I believe, my calling. And that's where I'm at now, man. It's it's now I'm being able to train people online. Not a, And it's a small group now, but we're planning on being worldwide one day, being able to give everyone exactly what changed my life. And it was just very simple changes being able to treat my body correctly and my mindset correctly and being able to eat correctly for the body and mind. So that way I'm able to create the life that I want to live. Because if you're physically and mentally not in shape, everything starts there. So you first off need to start feeding your, feeding your body the right sources. So that way you have the mental ability to actually think and see where you want to go. And you don't have that mental fog then you need to treat your body with the movement that it needs. Like our body is meant for, I mean, there's scientific research that proves that our body is supposed to be running close to 19 to 20 miles a day. That's what it's made for. Yeah. 
And we're supposed to be moving. And a lot of people don't understand that is they feel depressed or unhappy and things like that. But go outside and move, go to the gym. One of the biggest things that I tell my clients is like, if you're feeling bad, just go to the gym or go outside for a walk, start moving the body and you'll start to know, notice your chemistry just totally changes. And so that's where I'm at now, man, is just giving my best version of myself to the world and being able to help and change people like my mentor changed me. Okay. you, uh, Gosh, so many questions just came to me or thoughts. I, 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 like you, had many journeys where I thought that this was it and then it fell apart and then I picked myself up again, got back on that horse and then I fell off again. I'm quite a few years older than you, so I've had a lot of those experiences. But mm -hmm. I, before we started recording, I told you that it's still happening. So 10 months ago, I was on my horse and I was riding into the sunset with this woman thinking that this was it. And then, of course, it, it imploded. And here I go, find myself right back down, not homeless, not, you know, I didn't lose everything, but I lost so where I'm going with this is I've been single now for 10 months and I've been trying to find or change that mindset. Where does one begin that journey? How do we be, because there's something that I'm not doing right. So how do I mm -hmm. change that mindset or begin to, I yeah. mean, I don't, you have to explain the whole thing now. We don't have time, but how do you start that? I think so. What we don't understand is that there is our brain is literally a muscle, like I said earlier, but you have to understand that just as much as you wired your brain. So you're in your 60s. You've been programming your brain for so long. I've only, I've been doing it for 22 years. It's just a program. It's a computer program. So if you look at it as a computer program, we I, I'm actually a bit I'm going to go a little scientific because. I'm a big believer. I don't know if you know who Joe Dispenza is, uh, but he actually is. I would highly recommend reading his book. I read almost, I read a few of his books so far, and I'm actually going to one of his week-long retreats to actually go in person to, it's, a, it's more so meditation, but he has science backing exactly what he does during his meditations. He's not only healed people through for cancer he's healed people with cancer he's healed people that couldn't see anymore to be able to see and he's healed people through actually uh people that couldn't walk anymore and th this might sound mystical but it, it's not like he's actually done it and they have videos of it actually happening and they also have videos so he does brain scans and it, you're like man how does how does he do that like there's no physical possible way but what we don't understand is all the power is inside of us the only thing that Joe Dispenza teaches us is how to use and reprogram our brain to become the person that we truly want to be by breaking the habit of being ourselves. And what it means to be yourself is you have these programs up here running every day. So you have these thoughts, certain thoughts just running through your head, mm -hmm. such as there's emotional thoughts and your brain gives out electrical waves every day and your heart gives out magnetic waves every day so you're giving out electromagnetic frequencies every day out to this big cosmos you can call it the chi you can call it the quantum realm whatever you want to call it it's giving these signals out 
And we can, this is now getting into manifestation. You're manifesting your life. So when you start to say, and you start to think, and not only think, but start to feel exactly how you're thinking. And you say, man, this is the way my life is. Like, it's all messed up. This is why I everything is done to me. Like, I'm never going to be good. Then that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to feel good. It's a law of attraction. It, it's, yes. Y- yeah. Yeah. And it's basically the quantum field. The way it works is you don't get more of what you want. You get exactly what you are. So if you want to be successful, you have to first become successful within, and then the yeah. quantum field will give you more of that. If you want to become happy, you have to be happy already within, and it'll give yeah. you more of that. Yeah. And I, I, if you're happy, yeah, it's 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 a very simple, basic understanding. But one of the key things that I give everyone that's going through something like that is we don't, you have to understand that your mind and body are the most important things. So to take care of that first, before anything, when you start to just change, make simple changes in your diet, whether it's nutrition and not even going to the, you don't even have to go to the gym. Even though I train to go to the gym, a lot of my clients, I don't even have go to the gym to lose weight or get in the shape they want to be in. Walking, whatever it is, walking, if you like boxing, if you love riding horses, what is that movement you love to do? Go do it. Move more. The key to losing and, and being in shape is eating protein, eating less amounts of food, and moving more. If you simply eat more protein and you move more and you eat less and you do some type of exercise that in the in the sign of strength training or whatever it be, what, whatever movement that you love to do, you do more of that, you will start to notice not only your life, but your mood and your mentality change. And when you your mentality change, your personal reality starts to change and then your reality starts to change. So first you have to change within. And I think that first starts with nutrition and moving the body more. And then as your internal state changes, your external start, your external state will start to change too. I wanted to mention, uh, you were talking about the brain waves and that the, they give off. My son is a biofeedback technician. He reads the brain waves. Oh, um, that uh, is he, amazing. Yeah. He, he does it for, Currently, he's working at, in a drug rehab where where the addicts come in, and then he does the brain waves, and as they recover, blah 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 blah. Um, I have in in the past ten months, I have changed my a, a lot of what you talked about. I my diet is completely. I've actually been doing it for eight years since I got sober. I have I there's no sugar. There is no. It's I drink just water all day long, one cup of coffee in the morning. And even that I'm looking to get rid of. And I, I'm, as you said before, the, the body was meant to run 19, 20 miles a day. We're not meant to sit behind a desk for eight hours. And I exactly. cannot sit. And I'm an IT guy. And I sit in front of a computer all day long. And yeah, yeah. Night. <laughs> I cannot do that. I, I, I just don't. I have the energy. So I do walk. I do play tennis. I do, um, and now I'm starting to to do some bodybuilding. Um, not like you, but I'm starting to do some. I forget what it's called. Resistance. What do you call that when you yes, do? Yes, uh, resistance training. Res- resistance yeah, yeah. training. So, um, I'm really doing more of that just to get rid of some of the flab in my upper chest because I'm going back you look out. Good. For 60 years old, you look amazing. Thank you. There's people that would love to be in the in the shape that you're in. 
I, I I've been working at it, but I, I have yeah. some more work to do. So, but also the nutrition part and the exercise part, I, I have underway and I'm working on that and I'm enjoying it. And I do meditation. It's the mindset that I have to work mm. on. So I think, um, uh, before we wrap up later, I want you to give me that gentleman's name again. I'm going to look up yeah. his book. So, yeah. okay, David, we got to wrap it up. Tell us where we can find you online and, um, do people come to you for, you do virtual training online? Yeah. So all, everything that I do, it's all online. I okay. do not train in person only because I'm able to reach a bigger audience and sure. be able to help more people. So you can find me. I mostly am on social media, and that's really where I interact. So you can find me at David underscore Masano, one of 18, uh, on Instagram. Wow. Um, you can also <laughs> find me. <laughs> still blows my mind. <laughs> and then you can find me on Facebook at David Masano. Just type in my name, and you'll find me there, too. Uh, I also have a Facebook group that really goes into depth on how to supply and I give all out, I give out free information about how to start a diet, how to count your macros, how to do basic fitness workouts without any gym equipment, things like this. And we're starting to build the group more and more and be able to give out this free information to everyone. So if you would like to join that, you would need to get access of it or permission to join the group. So that would be Triple V Fitness, uh, Fitness, Mindset and Nutrition Training. And that's the name of the group. And you can find me there too. Okay. Well, of course, I'll put all of this in the show notes. After we get off, you'll email me and I'll put all of this. And I will follow you on both your social medias. But yeah, maybe I'll even join the Facebook group. Um, I, Sounds I, good. Yeah, I could use, it's the mindset I got to I gotta get working on. So uh, David, what an incredible story. I, I just, uh, the 18 kids is just still blows my mind. I, I had three kids and I don't even, I can't even imagine having 18. That's amazing. Yeah. So David, thank you so much for joining me today. It's uh, really an incredible journey and, and you're so young and you have your whole life ahead of you. And I really wish you the best of luck with all of that. want to thank David so much for coming on and sharing his story. The 18 siblings is still blowing my mind. And of course, the horse analogy getting thrown off that horse. He, he has had, you know, this is why I have guests on to tell their stories is that, and, and I've always said this, I, I do not compare. But when I hear stories of other people that go through different types of scenarios and they come out on the other end in one piece and sometimes better and, and David is just a perfect example of that I often when I reflect and think about my struggles and what I'm going through it does sometimes pale in comparison to what other people are going through. But you know what? We're all individuals and we're all going through something. There's just a small fraction of us out there who have it perfect. Maybe not perfect is the word, but some of us have more issues than the rest of us. But 
All right. I'm not going to get all philosophical on us. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. I have, um, in the last couple of weeks, read the reviews that I've been getting, but I still need more reviews. I still need you to follow me, subscribe to me. Season two is coming. I have a whole new uh, theme topic coming. So um, we're going to wrap up this season and we're going to go on to a whole new topic. So stay tuned for that. But the main topic still remains. If you have to make a choice and you need to make a choice, I urge you to please choose wisely. Until next time, ciao.